Hey, this is Scott Smith, and before you jump into this episode, I just wanted to ask you to give us a couple minutes before we start hitting our stride in this episode. We're still figuring things out. All right, enjoy the show. Hit it. Um, so whoop-de-doo, episode two. <laughs> uh, yep, episode two, where are you? Tying your shoe? In an airplane eating cashews? I, oh, I just rhymed shoe. I have the flu. Shoe. You have the flu? Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess name time. I'm Scott Smith. Who are you? I am Quincy Boardman. Quincy Boardman. Quinn is here. Yeah. Quinn is here. So episode dun, one, dun, dun, dun. we hoped that uh, schedules would align, align and we'd be here together. And here we are. Not just schedules aligning, but planets. Yeah. Literal planets aligning. Planets. I'm pretty sure if I look out the window, Saturn and Jupiter and <laughs> Neptune are all aligned right now. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, yeah. The planets aligned. We'll talk a little bit about that, I guess, or what we're even trying to do here. But like episode one, we've got a checklist, right, Quinn? Got Was a, that episode one? Are you considering that episode not one? Not really. I don't know. It was, that's I, an intro it was just the, an intro pilot that was the pilot, yeah, episode. the pilot episode i should have just put an e zero or pilot <laughs> it doesn't even matter i'll go and change that. I mean, e. I don't point know. Five. so this is so this is episode i don't even know because is this really episode one i don't know episode one what have you done episode one have some fun i don't know what i'm doing so, yep, we got a checklist. Got one, two, three, four items in our notes app. Get ready for this. We do. And I already do said the first four. one. <laughs> I already said the first one. Quinn is here. And that is cool. Um, Soyaki. What? Soyaki. Soyaki. And um, we're trying to Soyaki. figure this out. We're trying to figure out what to do on this podcast, what to even talk about. And well, I think we, I think we probably should talk about uh, the intro music. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what were we going to say? I mean, it's that's an, a, a crucial part of any podcast is that intro music, the jingle, the jingle, right? Yeah. And uh, got something in my throat. <clears throat> so, um, mentioned how we like weird stuff in that pilot. Trial yes. episode. And, I, uh, I too, I too enjoy weird stuff. Weird stuff is cool. And so I was fiddling with this before we started recording, just playing around with this. But Dollar Tree, I told Quinn in a text, hath provided. Dollar Tree provideth, delivereth. They actually didn't deliver, but I've got a recorder in my hand. Yep. So I think we can That's come the up. Intro. <laughs> That's the That's intro. That's the intro right there. <laughs> and so we can come up with some good intro music with that and maybe some other things. Quinn, you do play the banjo. That'd give off an interesting vibe. <laughs> what is, yeah, what is this? Uh, yeah, Dollar Tree. We got, we got a recorder. Let's figure out what else we can throw in there. And... What's, what's the best jingle of all time? 
I don't know. So, like, born like, in the 80s, it, grew up in the 90s, so this is my reference. Uh, what were you going to say? I was thinking, like, double your pleasure, double your fun. <laughs> it's a statement of a great man of double mint gum. That's the one that has always stuck in my head. I don't know why. The only, my, like, my double mint is different. So, we're like, how many years are we apart? Two? Three? How many years are we apart? Yeah, you're, yeah, okay, anyway. Uh... Mine is just like the double mint, double mint gum. That's the only. I don't remember the rest of it. (laughs) Well, that was at the that was at the end of that same jingle. Oh, it's the same jingle. Okay, I think so. I just didn't remember any of it except for the end. (laughs) Double mint, double mint gum. Yeah. Huh. Um, I do. Gus Paul Chevrolet was one. That's a local one for us, but Gus Paul Chevrolet. That that was a horrible one. That just reminds me of some past work you did. <laughs> Brent Brown. Anyway. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. That was a lifetime ago. That was a lifetime ago. Uh, one. I don't know. This isn't even really a jingle, but Crossfire. The game Crossfire. Oh, yeah. Remember the commercial for that back in the day? I remember. Crossfire. And the kid at the end was like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Nothing beats some weird recorder. There we go. Pretty good. Uh, we'll figure that out. So we don't know what we're doing. Um, that's two of our four bullets or our four check <laughs> our checklist. We got two left. Hopefully, everybody's enjoying this five minute episode. Uh, a third bullet point. We're trying to figure out what we even want to do with this podcast, but. Quinn. Well, I think I think this is interesting because it's it's it it's a real insight into the creation of something. And everybody's like at one point said, "Oh, I should do a podcast about blank." You know, like I'm sure so many people I've said it a million times about all kinds of weird stuff. Like, oh, it'd be so fun to do a podcast about fill in the blank. Yeah. So this is kind of cool to to kind of see the the very beginnings and like figuring it out. Yeah, and I think it's cool. I, personally for me, I like hearing people's processes, like going through and figuring oh, yeah. it out. It's like, oh, that's cool. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't even know what to call this podcast right now. Yeah. So that's cool. But you came up like when we were texting about a premise. So talk about yeah. that. Like what. What's your so thoughts on in premise? in my industry, premise is pretty crucial to so I so I do video production, uh, but I don't love saying that when people ask like the typical questions. So what do you yeah. do for work? You know, yeah. uh, because I don't I don't do things like wedding videos or you know I, I have done them, but um, that's what people immediately think of when I say, well, I do video production or do you do commercials or whatever? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love saying something a little bit more um, uh, kind of intriguing maybe to them raising questions, uh, which is, you know, like I do, I, I create stories for a living. Yeah. Like, oh, really? So you write books? Well, no, I, I do it through visual mediums. Hmm. And anytime you're creating a story, 
you want to find what the premise is, right? Like that's, that's such a, an essential part of any story is the premise, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've just, I've noticed that the, uh, the podcasts that I love most typically have, have some kind of a premise, some kind of a, um, you know, some kind of a, uh, hypothesis or thesis or, or, um, just topic that, that, uh, they, they work off of. And I enjoy that most. So hmm. I kept thinking, well, we got to come up with some kind of premise for this. So do you want, were you thinking there's something I hadn't asked you yet? Um, because a lot of podcasts will of course have like a topic or like a premise per episode. Sure. But are you thinking overarching premise, like the whole entire? I mean, I like that. I like that. So, like, so ninety nine percent invisible is, is a is a podcast that I've always enjoyed, and its premise is um, design, like design in the everyday world. Yeah. And you know exactly what you're going to get every single time you you go you you get a new episode. It's going to have some tie back to design in the everyday world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually looking it up right now to see how they define their premise. Okay. Um, but it's, it's really, it's, 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 it's always, uh, always about kind of the, the way that design and architecture plays a role in, in your life and you don't notice it. Mm -hmm. or a lot of the things that, that kind of go unnoticed. And so to me, that's, that's an interesting premise, right? Like, you know, every single time you're going to get this interesting discussion and they're only 20 minute episodes or so. But uh, anyway, it, it just keeps me as a, as a listener kind of, I become a fan of that brand, right? Like right. that's, that's the brand that, that I'm, that I'm, kind of subscribing to hmm. okay so this podcast as we'd kind of texted back and forth a lot was uh, i guess the the main kind of the, the first thing we kind of thought of was i think it came out of your mouth or your fingers <laughs> your text <laughs> uh I speak from my fingers. Speak from your fingers. Don't we all? Isn't the weirdest? Like our brains think of something, goes through our fingertips into a phone, somebody else's brain, and they just get it. Like, yeah. Well, it is so weird. They understand it's it. It's so bizarre. You communicate. It's just like, anyway, so the first thing, <laughs> oh, man, another discussion, another day. But yeah, the. First yeah, jot thing, that one down because that's a fascinating it, topic right there. It is. After we get our jingle, that should be our next topic. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So the first topic we came, or I guess premise was the creative things people do with tech, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. in your mind, when you think tech, Quinn, what were you thinking when like, when you said that? And I was like, Oh, I like that. What? Yeah. So I didn't ask you like, what are you thinking about when you think tech? Well, I mean, tech tech is such a it's such a uh, polarizing word I think <laughs> um, 
because you know it's it's not like like it's not like we have a a corner on the market in tech in our day and age you know like 44,000 years ago people were drawing on the sides of their paint uh, uh, painting on the sides of their cave Mm-hmm. And there's they're they were using something charcoal or or some kind of a device to make to translate this information onto the side of their cave, and this information had some value to them, uh, whether it was you know for decorative value or to tell a story, whatever else. And so that tech of the charcoal or whatever it was, all the way up to uh, the the gimbals and the gyroscopes and, uh, you know, everything that we're using inside of these drones, the, the tech inside of those that makes it possible for us to throw a tiny little thing in the air and it can get this beautiful imagery. And I mean, that, that wasn't possible even five years ago, 10 years ago, right. Uh, We had to get in full size helicopters. And so (laughs) the idea of tech, and how it has evolved is, is fascinating to me, but also how people use that uh, technology to not only communicate, but to communicate creatively, like mm-hmm. not just to, not simply just to convey information, but also to, to influence emotion, you know, to, to uh, hopefully, maybe help someone think differently about something, you know, that, that to me is, is really fascinating. And I love that we can use technology and we can go back to old technology too. We can still use charcoal on the side of a cave wall or uh, pencils and pad of paper and, and, uh, and how, how we can use those to, to be creative and, Anyway, that's cool. I don't think I've ever thought about technology uh, in that way because I, I I would dare guess, you know, dare say that most people when they think technology, they think electronics. Exactly, and that's yeah. it. Like, period. Yeah. Oh, I'm not good with yeah. technology. I call that meaning I don't. I'm not good with computers, <laughs> or I'm not good with phones, I'm not good with whatever. Nobody's good with printers, so sorry, printers. <laughs> but that, why is that that we have not figured out the printer yet? I don't know. <laughs> like no one has developed. Even Apple, when they were developing printers in like the eighties and nineties, like come on, guys, like this this still sucks. Yeah, the printer still sucks, and I guess we don't use them nearly as much anymore. I mean. Yeah, I, you know, we don't print much. things out anymore. So, which is anyway. so weird. Maybe that's yeah, but as weird that it got. To but a it's point. it's one of those it's one of those technologies that we never mastered, and it's kind of <laughs> gone. You know, it's like so, we just let it. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> I still have to. I still have to go help my parents print things out. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like. And I still, as as much as like as into technology as I am, I still have not mastered a printer. Anyway, yep. keep going. 
No, that 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 is I like that. That is so funny. I didn't even think about how like we've very seldom I'm sure tons of people still print stuff, but yeah, you and me. I, I'm thinking about my printer sitting over there collecting dust. I'm like, yeah, sometimes we print out stuff. Maybe for like creative projects, like making an artwork thing. I don't know. But like I had I had a I had a company ask me to fax something in the other day that's interesting and i i literally like chuckled i laughed when they said it because (laughs) i thought she was kidding i i literally thought she was kidding when she said and you can fax it to our fax number here's our fax number i thought i i don't know anybody (laughs) i don't even know a business that i could go to to send a fax yeah so i think printers are probably at the the fax level or getting there quickly. Yeah. Faxes, it seems like it went out a while ago, but then yeah, every now and then somebody says that and you're thinking, how do I fax something now? I think. Yeah. And it was for, it was for a medical, she wanted a medical record and she said, you can just fax it over. And I thought, yeah. So I have to go somewhere, have them fire on their printer to print me off this medical record (laughs) to then suck it through a fax machine that hasn't touched a piece of paper in 15 years to send to you. Like it just doesn't, doesn't work that way anymore. Lady, sorry. Take a picture and text it or email it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. (laughs) Is it really? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the way Uh, she gave me the option. I'm glad she gave me the option. I could either fax it or send an email. (laughs) And she said it as though, like, you know, if if you know if, if you need to, you can send an email. But anyway, I mean, it's up to you. Sorry. I mean, you can you can email if you want, but you know, I'll make this easy on you. You can also just fax it. Don't worry about the email. You can just fax it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I will. Oh, thank do you. That. Oh, I was I was stressing because I I don't know anybody with a computer. <laughs> computer. Uh, speaking of like printers and stuff this morning so I, I had to actually like go pick up my grandma from some thing early this morning some like sleep test thing and uh she got talking about and i was like i wish i had my phone just recording right now because when ancient people like fossils start telling story no offense <laughs> to ancient people it's just you know i love my grandparents and i actually have all four of them still alive but um i got talking no, she got talking about like her mom was a teacher and always is like, you know, creating lesson plans, correcting papers. But this is, of course, pre, this is my great grandma who's a teacher. And this is pre copy machines, pre printers, right? Or printers? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I guess. So they use this thing to make copies called a hectogram. You probably know about it, right, Quinn? I think it was I called a hectogram. Hectogram? Anyway, she told me this, and I'm like, I've never heard this word, hectogram. And she said it was something like, and my brain like got so stuck on the word that I didn't know. I was like, hectogram, that I missed details of her story after that. <laughs> but the the cool thing about it was, um, so speaking of cool tech and stuff, was she said something about some gel, like this, some sort of gel layer, I think, you like lay on top of like the original thing. And it uh, makes some sort of imprint on it. And she said some detail about like, yeah, and so like the first time you make like a copy, right? You like put it on some other piece of paper. 
the first one comes out a little blue or something like that. I can't remember what she said. Like then the rest of them come out different, like black or something. Anyway, it was interesting. She said that was always kind of fun for me, like as a kid, getting that gel thing fixed and like making that imprint and then making these copies. And I'm like, man, yeah. interesting. So I, I, I think that's really cool because you brought up the whole people in caves writing on their walls with whatever, you know, charcoal, a stick, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then there's my great grandma and my grandma has a little girl like making these primitive, if you want to call it that, copies, right? Yeah. And that's fascinating. And I thought that is really cool. I have to look up that hectogram. Did you look so, it up just so, now? Uh, well, oh, yeah. I, thought, um, I was like, he's probably looking this up. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah. yeah. But hectogram didn't pull anything up. Oh, really? It was, a hectogram is a, a metric unit of mass equal to 100 grams. Oh, I know that <laughs> sounded familiar. It's like maybe hectogram is something else. I have heard that, but maybe it was some octogram. I don't know. Maybe she got the word wrong, but I mean, she seemed to be pretty uh, certain. <laughs> we'll give it to her. And I believe her. <laughs> One thing, though, that I'm curious about. So uh, the resurgence of some of these older technologies, older in air quotes, yeah. technologies. Like what, what do you, why do you think there is such a resurgence in some of these more uh, analog technologies? First thing that comes to my mind is a vinyl like record player, right? Right. Uh, right. I'm sure you were probably thinking that too, because right. you blast records like every Saturday, don't you? Like in your house or something? Well, my, my <laughs> son recently broke the, uh, the needle on my uh oh, vinyl on my record player so hmm. so i haven't been for the last couple months but yeah i'll get another one so. yeah so to your question you said why do you think there's this resurgence in kind of older technology right mm -hmm. that's cool um there's we'll have to think of other examples besides a record player but since we brought up record i brought up record player uh there's something to it. There's this magicalness to the sound of a record player. I don't even own one. Uh, every time I look into it, I'm like, uh, these, the ones I'm looking into seem to kind of, which is funny. I say this is modern, which goes back to your question. Like, mm -hmm. why, why would I not want a modern record yeah, player? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with yeah. that? Maybe nothing. But I, as a kid growing up, we had a record player, vivid memories with that thing. I remember like the crackling, like the way it looked. I'd put my little toys on the record as it would like spin around and I'd listen yeah, to like, yeah, yeah. you know, the Frosty the Snowman record. I'm like, oh, yes. Anyway, I remember putting Gumby and Pokey on there, like these little guys going around. Anyway, there's something to it. The sound is different. I mean, you got your digital sound nowadays and it's just crystal clear, which sounds awesome. You can do amazing things now with technology, with like music and things, but... Yeah, I don't know. There's this, this, this. It does definitely sound different on a record, and just well, the feeling yeah, of but it. even 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 in in the imaging, you know, like uh, film film photography has hmm. has had a resurgence. Like you said, vinyl. I mean, vinyl vinyl in 2020. Uh, it was the first time that vinyl. There were more vinyls sold than CDs in 35 years oh wow in 2020 talk about research more, more huh? vinyl yeah more yeah. vinyl was 
purchase than than the revenue in CDs. Wow. That, I mean, that's that's crazy. Twenty twenty one, they were up. They were up like a huge amount in, in purchases. And hmm. I, I just I think I think there's as we as we progress in technology, there's also this desire. I don't think it's just just to be retro. Like I don't think that's the case because I love I love having you know my Apple Music. I can get literally any song I want and listen to it as mm-hmm. loud as I want on any any spot in my house. Right. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But there's something about slowing down, being thoughtful about what I want to listen to for a, a set amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to it's gonna have pops and crackles and dust and but slowing down I think maybe is is the the key in, in my statement there is like I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like maybe we're trying to make we're trying to make technology do everything for us. Mm-hmm. And there's part of us that doesn't want technology to do everything for us. We want to kind of recapture some of that that uh independence and being able to make our own choices rather than AI just well, what this is what you want. I I saw that this is what you're just thinking. So this is what you want, yeah. you know, like, so anyway, so, so what, I, you're, what you're trying to say, Quinn, is you really want a Tesla bot, right? You really want a Tesla bot. Okay. I, yep. I get it. That's what you're getting at. No, that's what I'm getting at. No, really that those are a lot of good points. I like that. Were you, sorry, I kind of interrupted you at the very end to talk about the no, Tesla. Bot. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. Um, this also would be, I'll have to note this down right now, actually. Um, there's something to be said. I mean, not something to be said, something I'm super fascinated in ever since a kid, ever since a kid, ever since I was a kid, a uh, younger kid right now. So immature in my brain, um, is how things are made. Um, not necessarily construction, but that too, but, or like things, but movies and music and the actual like being there process and like what are they oh, yeah. what are they doing like when I was a kid so I'm gonna write this down really quick like how movies are made and how it distracts me I'm typing this in our notes and how it distracts me from the thing I'm watching <laughs> so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do a whole episode on that uh, but. Yeah, I think when I listen to records, the first thing that comes to my mind is Led Zeppelin. So if you listen to a track of theirs, like on an original vinyl or something like that, and hearing them like kind of in the studio, that fascinates uh, me. Like, yeah, what did it, and it kind of transports me in my head. Like, what did it look like in that studio? Like, I imagine Robert Plant with this like crazy curly long hair and this like, open shirt tight pants just like singing his heart out you know and jimmy page just ripping on his guitar like in the next room right and so yeah and you can you can hear some of that in the original recordings like especially on vinyl you're just like and a lot of those classic rock bands will even have their countins you know in the vinyl like yeah yeah yeah. like one two three and like the beatles you know anyway that fascinates me and that's also like i said kind of a blessing and a curse because it distracts me from the actual thing i'm consuming 
the music I'm, or the I'm movie. In the, I'm in the same exact boat. Yeah, I'm totally in the same exact boat. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, I I think that's that's going back to my previous point. Like that's kind of part of the the that that trying to recapture some of that because we have sterilized everything mm-hmm. so much in in perf- making things so perfect yep. that you in doing so you lose some of the soul behind it like you you may not hear robert plant like the the fingers going down the the, the frets you know yeah or jimmy page's fingers going down the the frets of of his guitar um and but yet there's there's something about just hearing kind of that 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 jumbled mess mm-hmm. um and 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 I don't know. It, there's some soul behind it that, as you do things in computers, and your 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 timing is perfect, and your mm-hmm. your auto tune is perfect, and everything is perfect. Yep. You lose a lot of the soul behind it, and there's a there's a desire I think in us, just this like innate desire to try and recapture that. I totally agree. I don't know. No, I think you there's do. A, <laughs> I think you do know. There's, there's a, there's a great quote. Um, let me see if I can find it. It's, uh, um, it was, it's, uh, let's see. It's by Robert Frost. Oh, here it is. By Robert Frost. He says, I began life wanting perfection and determined to have it. I got, so I ceased to expect it and could do without it. Now I find I actually crave the fr- the flaws in human handiwork. That's like Cra- nail on the head crave, either, what you're just talking about. Crave crave the flaws in human handiwork. So I, I think as we have computerized, sterilized, over digitized everything in in our world, we we have tried to perfect, make everything so perfect, yet now it's like, oh, but there's something about that mm-hmm. that flaw that that just draws you to it, you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, and I I don't want to necessarily throw Apple under the bus, but their their most recent um, uh, announcements uh, the for their for their MacBook Pros, you know, the 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 thing with Apple was always like these these uh, these rituals of uh, and, and these, these migrations of nerds going to this event and, and, and watching it in, in real time, you know, watching mm-hmm. these, these products be released in real time and in person. And there just was something kind of off to me of this, as I was watching this recent Apple um, announcement, to me, it just felt so, sterilized i keep mm-hmm. using that word i don't know if that's but and, and i couldn't quite wrap my head around it but then i started thinking well it's because we're so used to like the the coughs and the in the mm-hmm. the people sitting in there and and people reacting and clapping and you know they're just there's there's this kind of contrast of of excitement mm-hmm. and lack of excitement anyway yeah, it's just a. We could t- we could talk about that for hours because that's yeah. that's something that I yeah. And for context for 
you future person listening to this uh we're in 2021 this is october 2021 and they just announced the m1 pro chip and the m1 max chip and we're in this pandemic the COVID 19 pandemic where all the apple events are online perfected like the the drone work the video everything yeah. about it is just perfect like, yeah, there's not a flaw. Like you're saying, no cost. But but you no, you yeah. noticed you noticed how they opened that event with the the dude that was putting together the beat. Yes. with all the Apple sounds. Yes, everybody loves so, that. They're like, whoa. Yeah, I I did too. I mean, and it and not only for nostalgic purposes, but because there's this soul behind it. Like he's he's sitting there recording the opening and closing of uh of his AirPods container. You know the yeah. case. And he's recording an old iMac starting up, like all these yeah. these things where he's he's anyway. And he was in his so garage they, or something too, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so I don't remember where I took you off track. No, I wasn't taking the question. Off. No, this is oh, because you're. I guess the original question was, why do you think we're something like a? Why are we driven towards this? Uh, yeah, why is there this resurgence, resurgence in, in yeah in analog and yep kind of this push push against digital? We all still love like our our phones and we you know we're all still completely addicted to a lot of the technology that exists today. But yet mm-hmm. there's there's still a, a a desire for for analog and ink. Yeah, and the smell of paper, you know, and all these things that just, yeah, I don't know, they get me, they get me excited. But maybe, what? maybe I'm just an old soul. I don't know. No, yeah, I, I, I am. I feel the same way. What's the first thing you do when you pick up a book, like a, a yeah. new book, especially? Yeah, you, you, you smell it. Yeah, you, you flip you through the pages, thumb through you it, you smell the pages. Yeah, and I wonder. Well, I guess I don't wonder. Obviously, like people, like our kids or something, it's just not a. Maybe it could be a thing. Like if you read books to them, but they're not gonna, not as much as us, right? Because we grew up in just this paper world, right, in this analog world, and that was a thing. Like you know, yeah. Like your... Well, do you remember? Do you? Uh, I hate to go down this <laughs> rabbit hole because we're gonna sound, make ourselves sound older than we actually are. But like, yeah. the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> like do you remember card files yes like you had to look for you had to look for books by going through a card file and thumbing through a, a billion card files to find a book i wish i could bring up the ghostbusters theme song right now that's like <laughs> the library scene yeah with with the with the aid of technology you can do that <laughs> yes i could do a little magic but, but you'll get sued i'm sure i get sued and I just don't want to edit this podcast. I just mm-hmm. want to, and that kind of falls. I kind of like that now. It's going along with this theme of what we're talking here, like getting back to the analog a little bit here and keeping yeah. things a little more raw. Here I am talking into like a four hundred dollar microphone, which yeah, sounds like say, I'm in a studio. I'll <laughs> bring up a, a Campbell's soup can and we'll, we'll talk through a string and really go analog. Yeah, but yeah, then I'd have to edit. But we'll just yeah. pretend Ghostbusters. Oh, there's a Ghostbusters movie coming out next month. Afterlife, True. whatever. Anyway, um, 
Cool. Wow, I liked where that went. That was fun. And that was only bullet point number three, but we've got four. So, I mean. Yeah, so this won't be a five-minute episode. No, no. We're already 35 minutes into this. This is great. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. One, two. You've you've already got people tuning out. Yeah. (laughs) Good. As long as we're having fun, we're good. Uh, Yeah, what do we care if you tune out? Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Bye-bye. Go find somewhere else to go. Turn off, want your, you turn off your car. Yep. We don't like your kind here. <laughs> oh, Just kidding. Please stay. Please stay. We don't know what we're doing yet, but we will. I like this. No, I feel like this has been a, so far, we've been kind of like getting a flavor for what this could turn into. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth check mark, the fourth and last, mm-hmm. says, since we didn't... <laughs> Since we don't have an exact plan yet, which we're we're getting there now, this episode's revealing that a little bit. Let's have a little story time. It's, okay. it's fun. And the ending of the story, I think, is fun. It'll give a little hint of what's happening here, and you'll be like, "What?" It'll keep you listening. Oh, before we do that, the sponsor of this episode. Just kidding. Uh, no sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the okay, the ending of this story that we're gonna hear from Quinn goes like this. Um, so Quinn and I have known each other for a long time. So the end of the story goes around 15 years ago, Quinn came home from Mexico after a month. Was it really a month? And yeah. you'll, you'll tell the story. And he was all tan. He had this good big beard. Was like, oh, man. <laughs> and his name ended up in the credits of a James Bond movie. So <laughs> James Bond movie. So Quinn walks. I, I see Quinn after a month. It's like, holy cow. What, what are you even doing? Sleeping in the desert? Which maybe he was. So, Quinn, let's hear your uh, hear the story. Like, how in the world did you end up in Mexico working on a James Bond movie? Where do I even begin? I I should begin probably at in uh, college. So, well, that's another story. College, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, uh, I was gone for for two years of my life in a different country. Uh, Romania and when I came home so I was it was first a church service mission came home from that and uh, I went I I was all jazzed up ready to roll uh, ready to get an education Mm -hmm. and move on with my life and I go to uh, I go to the community college I enroll I go to like not even a full week of of college Um, and I get a call from someone in our neighborhood who did, uh, aerial, uh, photography work, aerial, uh, unit work for Hollywood films. And, um, they needed, they had a kind of a last minute need for someone to basically pick up and go down, uh, to, uh, in, into the Baja desert San Felipe, Mexico, and uh, stay there for a month and assist on the set of a film. And as as much as it it pained me to leave my uh, my college career behind uh, that week that I had, I said, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So um, so I ended up going down, and what it was was uh, I was a um, I, I drove support vehicle 
for uh, this this guy in our neighborhood who was flying helicopters, and the the helicopter had the camera on it, and so they were the the unit photography uh, for the aerial unit, second unit down there, and I would go out. So they 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 do these these shoots out in the desert of a plane airplane chase, and uh, they needed certain mountains to look a certain way, and it was supposed to look like the Bolivian Bolivian desert, uh, the desert down there in Bolivia, which I cannot think of the name of right now. Anyway, uh, so um, so I would drive out literally to the middle of nowhere in. Uh, the desert in the Baja desert and uh, I'd be dragging a trailer full of jet av gas and they would, they would shoot the scene. They'd come down and land. I'd, I'd find a landing spot for them. They'd come down and land and then I would fuel them. They'd go back up and this just went on every single day for, for a month. (laughs) So, yeah and so uh and for for the the other ending of your i'm trying i'm trying to tie it back to your ending it's okay. here but so the uh so it, it was the quantum of solace james bond film and it was it was a ton of fun um and i i learned a, a whole bunch not only just about the process but uh about what i kind of figured out what i wanted to do and um and so it was, it was a really beneficial time for me to, to kind of figure things out for, for my career. Hmm. Quantum of Solace, <clears throat> James Bond, and the icing on the cake here. So, oh, wait. So now you know why the story ended like that. He comes home after a month and he's all tan because he was in the he was in the desert. I was in Mexico. I was in the yeah, I was I was in the middle of the <laughs> desert. Tan, his beard's all grown out. I was like, holy cow. Anyway, um the icing on the cake. What, what I have never forgotten this since you told us, but I'll let you say it. What your credit was in the thing. I don't know why it makes you laugh, but I just love the name of it. I believe it's fuel tank driver. That's the one. Yeah. Fuel tank driver. I yeah. love that. I was like, that is so good. And, and not, not to be confused with like in, in the action one that gets blown up or something, but I was, <laughs> I was the one who was just fueling it up for the action to happen elsewhere, <laughs> yeah. which I'm, I'm grateful for. I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun and, and, uh, you know, I, I had the opportunity while I was there because because the unit was it was a pretty small second unit and everybody was, you know, I mean, we we do uh, we'd, we'd be around each other during the catering uh, services and, and all of that. And so you, you you have opportunities to kind of get to know people. And and so I would just like, you know, I mean, I just start asking questions and you know, asking, you know, what they were doing and how they got to where they were and if they liked what they were doing and what they hoped they would be able to do in the future and all of these things. And, and, you know, I, I, I went into it. So I, I had always planned on going, going to Hollywood. Like that was my, that was my ultimate plan. Hmm. And I don't know if I knew that. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, so my, my dream job always was, was to work for national geographic. Like that was always mm. my, you know, my dream job. Um, but after I got into film and, um, doing it in high school and all that, I, that was kind of the, the route that I thought I was going to go and do, do Hollywood films. <coughs> and, uh, after that experience, it, it kind of validated to me that I don't think that this is the route that I want to go. I still know I want to do storytelling, visual storytelling in some way. And I love working with cameras. I love the film as a medium. Uh, but I don't know that I want to be just a tiny cog in a giant machine. Like I want, I want to, I'm, I'm so, I'm such a do it yourselfer. And I, I'm, a, I'm totally like, I love getting into the nitty gritty on each step of, of each process. And so it, I know the way that my mind works. I know that not knowing what happened at the first of this process and what's going to happen after I turn it over, like that would drive me nuts. So I decided not to necessarily go down the the Hollywood route, though I still I still continued down filmmaking. So hmm. that's cool. I had no idea it was so pivotal for you either. Like, yeah, oh, and it, it wasn't it wasn't like I got home from there. I'm like, no, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to yeah. do this. But it was it was definitely like it gave it was a it was a, a slow. Uh, like it, it was always on my mind after that. Like, do I, do I want to, do I want to do this that way? Mm -hmm. Or, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm very weird, but I'm kind of weird in, in this way where uh, I, I, I want to do things differently. I don't know why I, I make things so hard on myself. It's, it's a, it's a genetic thing too. I mean, my, my family's that way. I just got done building a house, you know, by myself for four, for four years, you know, like that gives you kind of an ex example of, of, I, I, for some reason I, I make things harder on myself, but I do that because I, I kind of want to try it, doing it a different way. And so, um, and so I, I did that in the, the filmmaking world as well, I, I wanted to try doing it differently. And, um, you know, I mean, YouTube really hadn't caught on yet. I think it was, it was pretty much brand new. This is 2007. So hmm. it was pretty much brand new and hadn't really caught on yet. Uh, I mean, there was no such thing as an influencer. There was no such thing as, as YouTubers, you know, so, uh, and content creators were like, that wasn't, that wasn't a big word then. Um, and not that I ever really jumped on that and that wasn't something that I pursued necessarily, but I'm just saying it was, it was not, that was not a career path at the time. So, mm -hmm. cool story. but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped that it, that it is that there that there are people that are able to make a, a living and 
in many cases for a lot of YouTubers, a very, very good living. Yeah. Um, you know, doing, doing just that, you know, I, 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 again, like I'm not in that realm and I'm, I'm doing things differently again, but, um, I think it's, I think it's pretty awesome that YouTube has, and, and just the internet in general and technology has, has totally been able to democratize this idea of telling stories through film and, and visual mediums. I mean, the, the cameras on cell phones now are just blowing my mind and that someone can just shoot something very cinematic and beautiful and capture something as close to real life as, as possible where, you know, it's a, it's a mother filming a child and the, there's no like barrier of, of a documentary crew having to be, have a huge camera and lights and all these things that will influence that moment. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just wild what, what technology has evolved and enabled. So, yeah. And when you, we were chatting before we started recording about just for a second about, uh, original cameras we used to use when we were younger and things like that. But looking back on those or even using them, we could talk about that another time, but that's kind of yeah. fun, you know, uh, yeah. keeping those around or even using them for fun. But anyway, that was cool. I liked all that, that storytelling and all that uh, information. I learned a lot more than I thought. I thought I knew a lot more than I did <laughs> about all that, <laughs> but I, apparently I didn't. Uh, I made most of it up. That's why you didn't know. It oh yeah. 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 By the way, this is a fiction podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing you've heard is true. <laughs> uh, cool. That is a that's bullet point number four. Four out of four. We have four checked them four. all off. Yes, we did. The end. Is that it? I don't know. How do you want to end this? Do you want to bring up some more, like Ender music and? Oh, yeah, a little bit of this music. A little hesitant. Hesitant recorder from Dollar Tree. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, oh no. Oh, whoops. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe I peaked the audio on that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Well, uh, for you listening to this, thank you for listening. That was cool. That was fun. We learned a lot about maybe what we want to do, right, Quinn? Yeah. I think so, yeah. at least. That's what it's all about. Yep. All right. Learning more. I guess that's it. See you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Adios.